ministry really gets blessed when you talk with others and you're part of their life. And it makes it harder, but it makes it so much richer and so wonderful. This is a podcast of St. Paul Lutheran Church, where we equip every generation to live rooted in Jesus. Hi, everyone, and welcome to our podcast uh, for today. We are grateful that you are able to join us. And this is Pastor Schultz, and I have with me for today uh, Miss Valerie Bramer, and we're so thankful that you're here. Uh, so many of our listeners know who I am. I'm one of the pastors here at St. Paul, but um, Valerie, some of our listeners might not know who you are. Can you give us a brief little um, spiel and update about what you do, uh, who you're about? So I'm the music director at St. Paul, and that's both church and school side. So at uh, traditional worship services, you will often see me up by the organ in the balcony um, or leading a choir. Um, at Contemporary, I lead one of our three worship teams. And so I work with all of our musicians in some way, shape, or form and, and help <laughs> them be part of worship. Yeah, you do so much. Thank you. <laughs> it's a wonderful <laughs> so. thing. And, uh, and very, very gifted and talented too. Well, we're going to dive into our topic for today, which again is all about those relationships that God creates, honors in the scriptures, and certainly does in our lives as well. Um, the scripture reading that we'll look at for today comes from uh, Paul's letter to the Philippians. Here in Philippians chapter 2, uh, he highlights that our relationships are grounded in the love of Christ. Uh, so our text is Philippians chapter 2, 1 through 11. St. Paul writes, So if there is any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the Spirit, any affection and sympathy, I complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility. Count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Have this in mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every other name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. I love how this text uh, positions us that Christ's example of humility is something that we can all strive towards. Certainly not that we have the vocation or the calling of being a savior. Certainly that's only Christ. He's the one that died for us. He's the one that rose for us. It is his glory and honor, but uh, Christ embodies many of those virtues that Christians are called to be. Uh, some of them, again, are uh, to have the same mind, the same love, that we shouldn't do anything out of selfish ambition or conceit, uh, but in humility count others more significant uh, than ourselves. Sometimes I know in the Christian life that's easier said than done, uh, but it's certainly our calling as well. Is there any thoughts or comments you have on this kind of scripture for today? It really is one of my favorite um, readings of mm -hmm. the New Testament. And every time I read it, and I know we're, we're talking about relationships, yeah. you know, significant people in my life have, have just really embodied these. Oh, cool. And I would say those are the people that really have gotten me into teaching and into music even. I did not, you know, start as a musician. I wasn't going to be a musician really? in college. So 
you know, this is, but, but it's the, it's how my teachers along the way, how my parents, how, um, you know, how my friends that, that who I have just lived a lot of, of life with through college and as an adult, like those are the people that emulate this and who I want to be like. And, um, and it's always interesting to me that it talks about a lot of what to do, what to do, what to do. There's mm. one little bit. Don't, don't mm. uh, be have that selfish ambition. There's that mm. little don't mm-hmm. do that. But be like Christ. Be yep. humble. Be you know all of those things. And it tells you what to do, not what not to do. And I think that's always a good reminder for us to focus on what can be done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, give people a picture of of the ideal. And yeah, yeah, that's critical. That's good. Uh, Well, you gave us a great segue, in my opinion, in our topic (laughs) for today. Um, You know, you said a lot of people in your life kind of emulated those things. So our big topic for today is that Christ honors um, relationships in the scriptures, and he certainly does in our life as well. So um, diving into it, um, who who are some of those people in your life, uh, Valerie, that uh, really uplifted maybe some of these virtues or, or really set you on the on the right path uh, to get where you are today in one shape or form. I know you said that you didn't think you'd be here. You, you changed majors or you, you did something <laughs> right. different. I'd love to dive into that a little bit. I didn't know that. Um, but yeah, take it away. Um, so I, I was, you know, you give us a heads up, which is nice before yeah. we talk. And right. so I was really thinking about this. I was blessed to grow up in a very small farming community. Mm. I grew up on a farm. Cool. And so we had a Lutheran school in my tiny little church. What kind of farm did you grow up on? Uh, it was a dairy farm. Nice. Yeah. So I grew up feeding calves and baling hay in the summer. And, you know. Did you ever think you'd be a farmer? Um, no. <laughs> to my father's chagrin, neither neither my brother or I stayed on the farm. So, oh. <laughs> not that he wasn't proud of where we have ended up, but <laughs> sure. No, that's that's good. Okay, my uh, I have several cousins that are dairy farmers too, and I remember asking my parents when I was little, just exploring options. I said, "Can I be a farmer?" And they said, "Well, not in our family farm. That's that's a you know, that's their thing. It, yeah. It's hard to buy back into that kind of thing." So we. No, we, we didn't go that direction either, but that's interesting. I didn't know you were a dairy farmer. Mm-hmm. Oh, good for you. Yeah. It used to be early to rise. Not anymore. No. <laughs> I've lost that. <laughs> Sorry. Yep. Yep. Keep going. <laughs> um, so anyway, so we had this little Lutheran school and my mom met my dad mm. at, when she came to teach there. So she was from South Dakota. Oh, she cool. met my dad. And then when I was, and my brother were old enough to be in school, and three women just really were super, um, super, I don't know, models for me. Um, And really, to me, you know, set up exactly what what Paul says in Philippians. Mm. Um, Carolyn Rubesom and Lois Bramer, who's, you know, cousin down the way. And and Renee um, Fett Schmidt. And two of them were taught by my mom, and then they went to teacher college, is what it was called at the time, and Mm -hmm. then they taught me and my brother. And um, but they are the ones who said, "Huh, maybe you should give." You know, they said to my parents, "Maybe you should give her piano lessons." Oh, okay. 
Oh, can you play the melody for this in chapel? Because none of them really were musical at all. So when you have a have twenty people in your school and oh, you cool. want to have chapel, yeah. Well, then you take the third grader who can play one line and say, "Hey, can you do this for us?" And by the time you do it every week for a while, oh, I can add a few more notes. And so that was the way wow. that. So you started in third grade. Um, yeah, I started lessons like in kindergarten, I think, but that was about the time they could like play something people could sing with. And Good for you. Yeah. And you had 20 people in your school. Um, it, it, it was a two-room school for a long time, so it was maybe up to 30, 40, and then by the time I was in sixth grade, it was down to a one-room school with about 13 people, so mm-hmm. you end up being... You know, in a one-room school, if you're the oldest, you end up being kind of a teacher's aide to help the young yeah. ones. And there's a lot of self-study, and there's a responsibility there, but mm-hmm. it's it was good. Yeah, it seems like you thrived. So, so it all worked out very well for you. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, well, so those those people kind of nurtured that, that faith and that development in you and saw you something in you at a, at a very young age, but... You know, as you alluded to, and I didn't know that, you, you still didn't think you'd go into this. No. Um, I ha- I loved math. I hmm. loved my math teachers in high school. And by then, hmm. it was a public high school I was at. And they were just wonderful. I, and I, my younger teachers helped me think through, yes, you can be a teacher. I had experience helping kids, had taught in Sunday school, worked with Bible school a lot. Mm-hmm. So, okay, this is where I'll go. And so I was going to be a math teacher, and I ended up at Concordia, Nebraska. Mm. And my first year, I was just doing math, and I thought, well, maybe I could do a DCE work. Um, and after an internship or two, I decided, no, not enough structure, and I need <laughs> I need um, gotcha. more. That's not my gig. Um, you but you I, like structure and pattern. Okay, right? All right, that's good. I lived with a lot of music majors on my floor, and I, God just put these people in my path. And I had—I was part of the band just as a fun thing. I was part of choirs just as a fun thing. Mm-hmm. And then all, you know, I keep watching these people who are struggling with all these musical classes, and I thought, I could do that. Hmm, I could do that. So hmm. I just added music, but I thought I'm not going to teach music. I was still thinking maybe I'd be a DCE, and you know, over the first couple years of college, I said, "Well." Did your mom know? Did she look at you when you started taking music? Just be like, "Yeah, you're in denial. This is going to happen." I don't know. Is I that... should ask her. I should ask her. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of think now maybe she does. You know, in hindsight, but I've never thought about that. That's a great question. That's funny. So when I went to school, I studied to be a teacher and uh, elementary teacher. And then I started taking, I just took Greek just for fun my sophomore year. And my parents just laughed. They're like, no one takes Greek <laughs> just for fun. Fun, right? So they, they knew. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'll have to call her today and see what, see what her opinion is on that. Cool. But. Yeah. So you knew it was going to happen, and then and then you graduated? So, yeah, I kept my math degree. Yeah. So I ended up, um, I was going to teach high school math and music, mm. and God put me in, in, in choral music, because even yeah. though I was in band, I didn't do any of the band classes. And um, so my first call was to a church and school, mm. a lot of similarities to St. Paul, but I was in Ohio, mm-hmm. and... 
I was teaching middle school social studies, and and it was combined with doing um, music education, general music for K to five. Then the band director left right before I got there that very first summer. So, oh, oh, why don't you teach band as well? (laughs) So, okay. okay. So, yeah, you know, that's how how you learn. And um, after a year, it was very good. We reoriented everything. But so then I was teaching all music and playing organ for church and Mm -hmm. having choirs. And and I loved it. I loved it. So... Yeah, and then you, uh, wow, that's that's incredible. Okay, so you kind of got your feet <laughs> wet in all of those areas already right. back in Iowa, you said, right? Your very first one? Ohio. Ohio, Ohio sorry. was my first call. Oh, gotcha. And then God called you to the promised land of Wisconsin, huh? Uh, no, I went to Texas in oh. between. All right. Yeah, yeah so as much and as God... And you left Texas for I think the cold I, of Wisconsin, I, huh? Well, I think as I talk about this, I think God... I think I'm stubborn because I took a call to Texas to teach math and social studies and a little bit of music, but it was a startup school. And one of my best college friends' dad was the principal starting up the school in Arlington, Texas. And he just, uh, he saw in me someone that could do a lot of things. And that's what you need in a startup school. Um, And it was I mean, those were two incredibly hard and incredibly great years. Um, unfortunately, then 9-11 happened, and it was a hard recession, and our school had to close. Yeah. Um, but I I was grateful and blessed to teach at Lutheran High Dallas for two more years, hmm. but it was all math. Hmm. And so I think that was then God's, you know... He, he was working through those people around me who were wonderful educators and who were wonderful Christian people. Um, but they, it, it was just, it was clear I didn't have enough music in in my life. I wasn't using all the gifts. And so um, I told Lutheran High that they should find a new teacher. And that was, that was probably the scariest four months of my life because I had no idea where I was going. Wow. Yeah. So I, it wasn't like you're going to another place. You just no, said, I'm I, not using my gifts. I want to go use them. Right. And so I, uh, you know, tried to, at that time, especially, it was very difficult to find or have your name out for music positions. Yeah. Um, and so I just, you know, used my contacts and, uh, there's so there's Lutheran church musician groups, a couple of them. Mm. And this was before Facebook was <laughs> around. I mean, this <laughs> you just had to do word of mouth and, and do a lot of prayer. And um, St. Paul was one of a couple congregations. But mm-hmm. um, I came up here and Pastor Rendorf was the lead pastor at that time. Mm. And uh, uh, Dave Eberhardt was on elders. Um, and it, it was just, it was they really made me feel like this was a place that I could call home and right. it was a place where I could use my gifts. And, and they were open to, you know, how, how somewhat how I wanted, felt I could use them best and structure um, a position. So That's cool. So, yeah, it's been a wonderful. I think I figured out it's been, this is my 19th year here. So, yeah. 
Awesome. And you're not allowed to go anywhere else. So that's, <laughs> that's in love. Oh, that's very nice. <laughs> yes, we, we love you. Thank you for being here and for all that you do. So, yeah, no, I mean, just looking at, you know, the, the, the brief conversation that we had today, I mean, starting with those conversations from certainly your parents and those three critical uh, people in your one-room, two-room schoolhouse, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm confident they had no idea how their relationships and influence on you would take you over the course of uh, several states, three-plus states, and wind up in Wisconsin and using right. your gifts here and a simple chapel, hey, can you play piano at chapel for us, mm-hmm. uh, would deliver you to Grafton, Wisconsin in some way. <laughs> right. God's got a funny sense of humor. <laughs> he does. He does. <laughs> Um, so as we close out our time for today, uh, one last kind of question for you is this. Um, you know, we're so thankful that you were able to come on today and, and tell us, highlight some of those relationships and how God works even today. But to also, uh, do you have any words of encouragement? Um, maybe it's for someone considering uh, church work, doing what you did or something similar. Or maybe it's someone discerning their um, other vocation that God gave them. Uh, you know, you... You took a leap of faith, and you said, I'm going to go out. This isn't the right one for me, this right position, but I'm going to go out and seek something that I can honor God with my gifts on. Uh, do you have any words of encouragement, either for you know Lutheran service to the church or just for vocation in general that could help our listeners? Um, for me, it comes back to Philippians, mm. that as you you find your gifts and as you grow, they change and your interests change and your passion may change a little over time. Um, And so that may, it may require looking and doing scary things, but all along the way, you know, loving one another, being humble, being kind hearted, all of these things, um, you know, putting others, I think it's important to say that it doesn't say put others in front of yourself instead of yourself, Mm -hmm. but I don't remember what the exact wording is, but it's also, you know, um, but you, you don't want, you don't need to let yourself go, but God is first humbly walking with him. Um, and that. I don't know if you found it. I did, yeah. Yeah, do nothing out of selfish ambition or conceit, um, but in humility count others more significantly than yourselves. Yeah, certainly put them priority on the others, but it doesn't mean that, you know, God doesn't care about your own emotional, physical, right. spiritual well-being. So I, so I would say for those who are going into church work, it is important to be aware of yourself yeah. and what you need. You can't give it all to others. Mm. Um, but at the same time, wow, ministry really gets blessed when you talk with others and you're part of their life. And it makes it harder, but it makes it so much richer and so wonderful when yeah. you make those connections and and intentionally, you know, look for those connections. So, Awesome. Yeah. Uh, well, thanks for coming on. Uh, thank you for those words of wisdom and for our conversation for today. Uh, we really do appreciate it. As we close out for today, can I pray for us? Please. Heavenly Father, thank you for bringing us together today. Uh, We ask your blessing on everyone who listened to this podcast. And thank you for the continued ministry uh, through Valerie uh, Bramer and for all of the saints here at this congregation. Um, We ask you uh, continue to bless all of our work that it might bring glory and honor to your son, Jesus Christ, as we proclaim 
his gospel to a world in desperate need of this message. Uh, please bless us in our faith in Jesus, no matter what vocation or situation of life we're struggling with, uh, knowing that you will guide us according to your good and gracious will as we seek those relationships that honor you and serve one another. Uh, we pray this in your son's most holy and precious name. Amen. Amen. Thanks everyone for listening for today, and we hope you have a great rest of the day.